Hey everybody, welcome to Left Look. We are coming to you the week of August 15th. You're you're hanging out with your friends and we're here at our computers bringing you the good stuff. We're going to date. We're going to date our podcast now. What? I mean, I've been trying to the past couple weeks. I don't know if it it adds yeah, anything. Sometimes like for posterity. Sometimes we record them and then upload them weeks later and it <laughs> it throws off the fucking timing of some things, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That and I don't really know what else to do during the introduction bit, so I'm just running with that for now. You didn't you didn't say the year. What? Oh, well. That'll be posted. No, no, that's good. That that keeps us in the dark. <laughs> keeps everyone in the It'll dark. Be posted. What year is it? It's that... August, what I say? August, the week of August 15th. 2014 dude 2014 i wish try everything again <laughs> yeah same you know what i'd yeah. do I, I i would be doing this from that point on <laughs> yeah honestly the best time to start a podcast is eight years ago yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> i would go back and just do my brother my brother and me but I would have no brothers, and it would just be a comedy podcast. But it would be hilarious because it would be the it would be the first. One. <laughs> yeah, you get to set the standard that way. Yeah, I get to set the standard for funny, funny men on the internet for the next fifteen years. <laughs> I have no doubt that I'd give that uh, Fox News guy, what's his name, the the owner, Rupert Murdoch. I'd give him oh, a yeah. run for his money as evil corporate mega mogul if I started a YouTube channel that went big. I would uh, <laughs> I would invest in a whole bunch of other fucking YouTubers and, and try and fucking uh, go huge. Build an build an entertainment empire. I can't help but empire whatever I do, you know, like in any context. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, you know. <laughs> Just gonna start calling you Imperial as a nickname. You called me. You're the one who gave me my gamer nip. Uh, a nickname that I went by for a long time, which was Roman Snake, <laughs> and we were playing a game of Supreme Commander Two with infinite resources, which means you basically oh yeah, that was yeah, awful. You, you just build whatever you <laughs> I want. I had a good time, and uh, and it was more like a UN type interaction where like it was more just like about diplomacy between people with egos, and like some people were obviously better at the game than others, but that was like. Not the point. It was always mutually assured destruction, and it was more just about the fucking uh, the egos and the diplomacy. And uh, DJ always, sorry, DJ called me a, a Roman snake because he uh, identified me with Romans because I like to build up and I like to be imperial and I like to, uh, I don't know why. I, uh, I think it's a competitiveness that was put into me in a, as a kid, but I also am a snake. I can't be trusted in video games. I have... <laughs> just slithering around can't trust this guy yeah just games with nuclear weapons i think most other video games we trust you pretty solidly <laughs> that's not true oh man after after the last time we played left for dead together mm-mm. no, no. <laughs> in fact it's so untrue it's the last game we've played that's like a like a serious game not like a uh like a, what, what's that game that we played online the other game but like a, a steam game i'll say where we're competitive against each other i would say oh oh it's it's uh, a cooperative game you mean oh uh, no uh Picta, pictionary i think is the game we played online 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh oh oh. Well, that's technically against each other, and you cleaned up on uh-huh. that one. I guess Left 4 Dead 2 has a score tracker, but even that bugs the shit out uh, of me. Like. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Our friend Brandon is, uh, I don't know, he's autism and World War II gaming like meshed together in the perfect form, and he just can't miss a head target with a mouse he, clicker. He is frightening. I saw him pick up Overwatch after like two years of not playing it, and he just went on this berserk kill spree with McCree. It was it was frightening. Which one's McCree? It just translates. The cowboy. I thought so. Yeah. Flashbang. Yeah, that sounds like Brandon, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. What a guy. Yeah. Well. I wish I, I was great at video games. Yeah, it's not gross. You, I'm just fucking you, jealous. You are. It's just not shooters. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, we're not here to talk about video games, I think. I mean, we we could be. G- give it some time. Okay. <laughs> we'll convert. I, uh. One of my favorite video game developers got bought out by a, a free online game type game, uh, game type developer. You know, like a like a massively mobile type games with loot boxes. Yeah, exactly like that. And it was like they had created three games back to back that I had bought and just thought were incredible, like the future of gaming. And they'd get bought out by this corporate mega giant that's just going to gut them for loot boxes and shit like that. And I was just heartbroken. I was like, capitalism, that was the final straw. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to the jungles of wherever, and I'm picking up an AK. I don't, no, I'm just kidding. But like, my Civil War video game was so good, and they promised me one about the Revolutionary War, where you could play uh, as Lord Cornwallis and put down the American Revolution. Let me tell you, there's nothing that would excite me more than to do that, right? Like, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's all I have for video games. What do you got? Uh, I, I like that that is what finally radicalizes you <laughs> isn't that so funny right like uh, just like such a first world problem just like such a white boy <laughs> nonsense problem and it's just like but seriously could you imagine how good video games would be if they were socialized oh my god no i'm gonna not imagine that <laughs> dick's hard just thinking about it like, yeah I'm not... what what would that process entail? What does that mean to you? Uh, let's just uh, stay like, with a really specific uh, example. Like if you cut the profit motive. Yeah, no, like uh, if there's a, a bureau of gaming and they like set up departments of gaming, war fighting, strategy, fucking uh, simulation, fucking relaxing, fucking indie, where they fucking uh, set up in, uh, developers that are fucking just autistic kids creating 2D games because that seems to be what people like. Anyways, that could all be centrally run, right? It basically is right now by Steam, right? Like, and uh, and uh, if these games were developed in a way that wasn't by the profit motive, like Julian said, like stick to one game we all know and can be like representative of an, an entire industry. Imagine War Thunder was done by the Department of Video Gaming, right? And uh, uh-huh. you uh. 
you had to uh, pass certain levels of competency to pay, play at the higher levels uh, competitively. But just for fun, you could pl uh, play with any type of vehicle. And the, the progression system was really fair and easy. And there was no fucking, <laughs> there was no subscription fee. Because why the fuck would there be, right? Like, and yeah. things like that, right? Like It's no longer a multi-decade grind. Yes, yes. I've been at that game for 15 years or whatever and i'm just getting close to the jets i don't know <laughs> not now but i'm 35 i think i'll be getting close to them <laughs> at at that point what what's the reason what like why does the department of video games make games just to keep people complaining entertainment is a major part of our economy and you just don't change the economy much except by what the central committee would uh, advocate for which is you know done through input through major scholarship and the provinces and municipalities how any communist fucking network is run I think the the central committee of the USSR focused on 42 inputs and uh, uh -huh. 160 uh, sub uh, manufacturers of those inputs and then uh, everything else they just left to a, a market basically and mm. that's how i would see it and entertainment is such a major uh, point of our economy that it has to be centrally run in my opinion mm -hmm. and you know outside of the committees you'd have a whole bunch of people with a whole lot of free time and they could make whatever they want as well well yeah that's how it would be right you uh you if you have the leisure to do whatever kind of work you want, you would just like vol volunteer to work for this thing, having been educated on the state's dime for this thing, and then just mm -hmm. work for what kind of video game that you ha you kind of believe in, right? And it would just kind of self-replicate, you know what I mean? Like, the, this, the wargaming com uh, community needs no money to fund itself. It will just make war games, right? On its own, it needs <laughs> the. Uh, yeah. at, whereas the central committee could be like, here's some money for indie game developers. Here's uh, here's some money for that that cat simulation game that seemed to do really well. Like there must be something for like uh, relaxing games, right? And there would be that kind of dynamic, right? Like a a centrally a centrally planned feedback system. Yeah, they'd be they'd be able to make Splatoon, but good. Exactly. Or, or revisit games that were uh, done poorly and uh, just violate the shit out of their IP. For right, <laughs> what was that alien game that you were uh, mentioning uh, back in like the second episode? Uh, Colonial Marine, wasn't it? That real bad. No, one? no, the one you loved, where you start the uh, oh, species. Oh, four. <laughs> yeah. What What if they uh, were able to just pry the IP? from that fucking uh, business because it's in the public interest and say, we're remaking this game because it was excellent, but, you know, it could be done better in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could be remastered. Yeah, remastered? No, I'm talking about, like... Overhauled? Yeah, do it again. Ground up. A, a <laughs> second one. That game took seven years to make, I think. Yeah, the original. Under in two thousand, under a capitalist system, the yeah. de the Department of Video Gaming will assign, you know, whatever, 
the open source coding for 3,000 engineers or whatever, right? Like, it's it's a scale bigger that will achieve greater things. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting topic, the decommercialization of art. Yeah, wanna... the nationalization of our art, at least, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh that's National- Nazi as fuck. Yeah. I gotta ease up <laughs> on that shit, but like I, uh, <laughs> I, I can't help but like think, why do we let the market run those things when they just fuck us all the time on those things? I don't know. People just let it happen. We're just here to be fucked, guys. And then, and then they're invested in trying to be part of it because there is gain to be had. I don't know. There was a. Yeah. There was a time up until recently in the historical time span where I believe markets were necessary for whole sorts of things, right? Because humans had no idea what would work for most things, right? But nowadays, like most teenagers could tell you what will work for most centrally planned economies, right? Like, I just can't believe that committees of doctors couldn't run things better than they're being run right now. Yeah, than hospital CEOs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that would definitely be a preferable situation. But what? What if uh, you know, instead of a market, uh, and we had a game theorist, uh, <laughs> right, running every kind of a uh, situation, uh, every kind of a uh, logistical flow thing, right? Like, I don't know. I, I just want better i just want more from my government you know what i mean yeah and your society yeah yeah no i feel you dude anyways we had a bit i wanted to open with that uh is really related to why we were talking about the timestamp. actually at the beginning i'm pretty sure julian had a reason for that which was that uh i wanted to take bets on whether or not donald trump was going to go to jail and uh you know, obviously, I want to do that for a reason, but I won't reveal that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys want to weigh in? You know, maybe talk about your thoughts as to why before you give your answer. You know, give the uh, give the audience a little tease. Yeah, I'm gonna a little tease. Pull down my collar. <laughs> pull up my stockings. I'm playing with my hair. <laughs> I've got the uh, the '90s. Uh, a spiral phone cord on, around my index <laughs> yeah, finger. Doing that with my mic cable, actually. <laughs> uh, is Donald Trump going to go to jail? I'm going to bet 50 cents that no, he doesn't. Yeah, this is like a peppercorn bet. You know what I mean? Like, there's no actual stakes to this. Oh, well, I will give you guys 25 cents each if he does go to jail. That's awesome that you would commit to All that. All right, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. But, uh... I'm going to expect a dollar, though, if he doesn't. Really, it's just your credibility that you're staking because this goes out <laughs> to the internet. That's what I'm really fucking... Yeah, yeah. So what What was your bet? Sorry, I, I, I got stuck on the 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that was my intention. Um, I'm going to say no because if the Democrats jail a president, that's a green light for Republicans to do the same, and I'm sure they would just love that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, they they jail Obama. They would jail Obama, and then like any other high-ranking Democrat, they could get their hands on. 
I don't think they could jail Obama anymore. He's too popular now. But they could have yeah. they could have while he was in office at one point. I'm sure his popularity dipped low enough at one point that they could have gotten away with it. <laughs> but um Yeah, DJ. Um Yeah, that's a tough one. It's it's interesting to see it from that viewpoint. I hadn't really considered that there would be a flip side, you know, the reverse party doing <laughs> what the what the Democrats did. Yeah. But in a sense, I would I would love if an executive body could be properly held accountable. If, <laughs> if you know a billionaire could be properly held accountable. No one asks what you want. What uh, do you think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? I think he's probably going to lose the suit, all of them. And then get a slap on the wrist and a fine. Know, get house arrest. House arrest. Worse. House arrest. Yeah. Oh, house arrest is like the worst position that I think that they could come up with. Like, oh man, you think? I, I feel like a fine would be too petty. Yeah, and they love putting themselves in the worst possible position. I uh, the Democrats. Well, that's an interesting take, but I uh. I, <laughs> Before we get into that, I think I, I'll put my position down, which is that I've said to many people that I, uh, I'll bet my left nut that Donald Trump does not spend a day incarcerated, not, uh, not a second, not in house arrest. There's just, uh, just doesn't make any sense to me. The powers that be right now, Joe Biden is not incentivized to do it, right? Because mm-hmm. if he does then he's uniting his enemies under Ron DeSantis or whatever fascist they prop up in time for the 2024 election, whereas Donald Trump can't win a general election, right? He's proven he can't. And then he did a coup right after he lost, right? So now he really can't win a general election, (laughs) right? And so, and he still may win the leadership of the Republican primary despite this. So honestly, he has changed from the queen of the Republican chessboard to the rook of joe biden's chess uh, set right and uh <laughs> he's going nowhere in my opinion and he'll run a fantastically funny campaign that i can't wait to comment on all the time oh my god sam but um a whole year a whole year of just getting to do that again <laughs> i thought i thought 2015 was enough no let's go back but no let's go back what uh, are you talking about going back no. well, return of the jedi baby this is number three right like <laughs> maybe We've got three more of no, these. This is the third time we'll be going through it. Oh, yeah, I'm tired yeah. too. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, and not only is it, uh, you know, just Joe Biden's interest, there is just like this institutional weakness that, you know, the Americans have no ability to uh, to put Donald Trump ability Trump away. They uh, They have no ability to hold their powerful people accountable. Richard Nixon, if Richard Nixon didn't go to jail, if Ronald Reagan didn't go to jail, if George Bush didn't go to jail. Bill Clinton. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Yeah, you know. For cheating on his wife. I, uh, I I like Bill Clinton. I I honestly, (laughs) I shouldn't. Me and his politics are nothing alike, but just you sly dog i fucking you can't you can't help but respect game you know what i mean like, <laughs> and yeah I, real I, recognize I, is real go ahead real i'm not real i wish that was bill clinton real <laughs> man i'd be i'd be swimming in it uh, and by it i mean women 
uh, yeah. if I was Bill Clinton. Money. Real. money came to him later uh, in life. But, uh, you know, at this age, I think Bill Clinton had Hillary and was already cheating on her. And <laughs> Hillary was a rocket at this time in my lifetime. And, you know, if Bill's 27. Yeah. Eesh. Eesh. It's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we've got... No. Go. Oh, hang on. That's an impression coming. Ah, no, it's okay. I won't do the Bill Clinton impression. Phew. Dodged a bullet. You don't like so impressions, got... man? Oh, sorry. No, I just don't like Bill Clinton. <laughs> Why? Because I would have heard the impression and gone, oh, I hate this guy. Why don't you like Bill Clinton? <laughs> Go ahead. I just don't like his face. Honestly, That's fair. he doesn't... <laughs> Full stop. I just hate He's his face. He's got a hateable face, but his voice is so sly and slick. You know, it's it just makes it worse. <laughs> he he does this. He does this one interview where uh, this box anchor, I think it is, he he tries to like really nail him on letting Osama bin Laden get away, and like for like he could really be blamed for that if you look into the details. He like he did probably get yeah. let him get away, and he, he does this. Probably. He does this. I tried. You know, like, I tried. And it's so convincing. It's just like, man, he fucking destroyed that interview just with that little fucking line. It's just like, <laughs> I wish I was that personable. You know, I wish I was that, uh, I wish I wasn't that hampered by autism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. No, it's it's genetic. <laughs> um, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. So our bet totals. Are fifty cents in a left nut? Yeah, yeah. I'm just jotting this down for later. What did DJ bet again? No. I'm I'm not a I'm not a betting person. He put a house arrest down. Actually, that yeah. was more of a want. A claim. Though I feel like you didn't you didn't say what you thought was going to happen. You said they they. Well, yeah, yeah, I did. I, what I said was uh, he's probably nothing's going to happen. Yeah, that's. That's what I think too. He's he's gonna get. Uh, what I uh, think is going to happen is that the suits are gonna go through. He's gonna get found guilty, and nothing's gonna happen. Like when he was impeached. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what suits? Uh, all the 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 January sixth suit. The that's not uh, a suit. The, that's the tax suit. That's just an investigation. All right, Mister Lawyer Man. No one cares what it actually. Congress is. can just like investigate things and then the department of justice which is not under the congress they're under the executive they uh can take the lead if they hear things that are embarrassing them basically it's like you know if you're called the department of justice and things that and they're investigating things that are obviously unjust it behooves you to fucking act right after that and so that's the game that we're playing it's a kabuki theater type thing are they are they wearing suits i hate you (laughs) <laughs> I rest my case. Got him. I like, I, I stretch forth my hand of understanding to try and come to terms with you, comrades, so you can understand what's going on. And I dunk on that <laughs> hand. I go over the guard. <laughs> Slam dunk. Over the guard. I've never played a real game of baseball. Baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> baseball. I even got the name wrong. <laughs> Purposeful. It's in there, right? Same players. Just missing a K and a T. You can dunk in baseball, but you're really not supposed to. (laughs) That never stopped me. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, fifty cents on a nut. I think that's good. I only uh, 
Um, I only bet the nut because I uh, I bet the right one that the Chinese didn't wouldn't invade Taiwan. <laughs> so they're both tied up right now. No, I won that right one gets to stay because no invasion happened. I was obviously yeah. right on that one. Oh, you want to bet? I'll keep that right one there uh, for the next <laughs> three years. Three years. Three okay. years. Yeah, you heard it here. Yep, we're committing to this podcast for three years. That's. That People, was the implicit You can come from there. my nut. My name is Sorry, Jacob everyone. Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I like I feel uh, like it's reasonable to pledge a bet on something like as important as international security, something like a testicle. You know what I mean? Like no. This is a, we're just goofing around. This is all entertainment. That is entertainment. It's entertaining to bet a nut on something like <laughs> something as serious like that. And we should, I guess, maybe just disclose that there is no predicting anything anymore. Like why? Fucking anything could happen at this point. I could see Trump winning. You think I could Trump see wins? Trump, I could see it. Why? I couldn't see it in 2016, but I can see it now. I couldn't see it in 2016. I could see it in 2020, but he lost in 2020 by like a, a fair margin. And then he did a coup. And now people hate him. Like all regular people are like, that's crazy. You know, I'm not, I'm not down for violence. We have the nukes. That's what people think, right? I don't we know, got, man. I don't know. I, don't I know. think they hate Joe Biden and Camilla Harris more. Oh, they hate Kamala Harris. Camilla. <laughs> um, she is like royalty of a kind. Um, <laughs> that's that's Charles's wife's name, right, Camilla? I'm not making that up. I think so, okay. or something like that. No, I should that's call Kate. Whatever. Where's that? The other guy. Kate is uh, his royal highness Williams. I should call Charles his royal highness, and really their wives, her oh. royal highnesses too, but. No, it's a small act of anti-monarchist resistance that we do on this show. We just call them Charles and William. Dude, I uh, who? <laughs> my my socialism is advancing. I am. Um, I'm not very anti-monarchist in my sympathies anymore. They uh, the Americans have proven to me that no, in fact, we can't handle absolute freedom. The Romans <laughs> will be uh, sorry. The Romans will be acted out again and again. Some fucking uh rich man will get power and then go uh, invade somewhere else and take all their wealth to get even more power and then there will be an American empire. 2100, I bet that is what the happens by the all end right, of the well, set. We're going <laughs> to make another bet here. You're out of nuts to bet, by the Can't way. Can't bet a nut on that one, unfortunately. All tied up. We will circle back to that idea, though. American empire by the end of the... 21st century but first what what do we got buzz lightyear oh buzz lightyear i think we should finish oh jesus i'm so sorry uh i i wanted to talk about this thing i saw on cnn which i just thought was really fucking hilarious um, okay the, the every country, comedy news network sorry. yeah <laughs> every country in the world basically has an embassy with every other country in the world, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Americans have an embassy in Moscow. Wow, surprise. Uh, but 
the embassy is on a street in Moscow. Another surprise, I'm sure. But the uh, Russians have recently renamed this street that the embassy that the Americans have in their fucking capital to the Donetsk People's Republic Square. That's what the street's name is now. And the Donetsk, the okay. Donetsk People's Republic, to those of you who don't know, is uh, one of the republics in eastern Ukraine that is separatist and fighting for the Russians right now. And uh, it's a pettiness, uh, a childishness, uh, a lowliness that I, I just, I can't help but laugh at. You know, it's just, it makes me giggle every time when uh, world <laughs> leaders act in such a tribal fashion, just such a stupid fashion. That's not a propaganda win, right? I think we can all agree that that makes him look like an, an idiot, right? Like a moron, right? E even his own people who see that go, there are men dying out there and you're doing that? You repainted the street? Ha ha. Oh, you got them, you moron, right? <laughs> but... At the same time, of course they did. Of course they did that, right? So yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I can't help but laugh. It's, I, I don't know what to do but laugh. <laughs> I'm sure they've spun it. You know, I'm sure propaganda has gotten at it, and and the the brainless masses amongst yeah who, whoever it's preached to, it just went, oh wow, that's so thoughtful. It's in honor of all of those who have died fighting. The evil Ukrainians. Yeah. Uh, I uh, doubt if if, uh, if I was to guess at it, the Russian propaganda machine is too centralized and too powerful and too beholden to one man. And uh, some lieutenant got out of line and made a decision that was uh, swiftly smacked down, unable to be reversed, but quickly hushed up afterwards. I'm sure the Russian people heard little to nothing about that change it's it's does it sound like a win to you even if you're illiterate like put yourself in that mind and you're like doesn't that sound petty to you if you're a, a normal person normal people if i'm a normal person i go oh, okay normal people and i move on with i my don't life. know pe normal people care about wars in their own country you know normal people fucking uh they're very nationalistic you know what i mean and yeah they, I think it's but, tough for us to empathize with anybody in Eastern Europe, full stop. Really? Yeah. I, I hope I have the ability to empathize with almost everyone worldwide. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... I mean, yeah. I, maybe empathy is not the right word there, but... I don't to know. actually, you know... We've been brought up worlds apart, so to speak. Have we? I don't believe that. We've been I all brought so. up in the last 30 years... Under the American Empire, the American hegemony, we're all Americans now. Well, we as have. They, so have they. They watched American so. movies. Their movies are Americanized now. You ever seen the? We have all actually, I'm sure, seen the uh, the Russian version of the Avengers with the Bear Man. Have you seen that? What I'm talking about? I watch a lot of shit. Nope. Nah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time on the internet. Um, Anyways, the whole world has become Americanized. They are they are no longer a separate people like they were under the Soviet system. They uh they think like us, they operate like us. They run their shit like us. I don't know what else to say on the on the matter, really. I don't know. I mean 
maybe maybe we are closer than I assume, but we're kind of in the core while they're out there on the periphery. For sure, I'll I give think, you that. I think that does something to you. Like, uh, I, I would also say, uh, I'll addendum my statement. The Germans are closer to our thinking, uh, even though they were, like, worlds apart, you know, 70 years ago. They, they've they been absorbed more into, oh, the, yeah. into the core than yeah, the Russians have, right? Like, the some Germans don't even speak German anymore. They just speak English at home, you know what I mean? They like, speak Arabic. What? Dude. <laughs> oh, I'm just that's, making a joke well, about all the refugees. Really funny, but... I know what you were doing, but like I, now I have to be like, he's not a racist, folks, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no, you're right. I'm not a racist. That's I. I don't think there's a racism. In Wink. That's, there's just a lot of refugees. <laughs> Ridiculous. There's. <laughs> it would have been. It, I think, it, from my understanding, it would have been more accurate to say a lot of them speak Turkish, because I think a lot of oh, Turks moved to Germany. Turks. I'm sh- I'm sure yeah. the Germans love the Turks. They get along great. They they love their food if nothing yeah. else. The uh one of the first lo- one of the first foods you learn in German Duolingo <laughs> is 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 uh, do- uh what is it? Das Das Doner, oh. which is just the doner kebab. <laughs> I thought you were going to say turkey. No. <laughs> I thought turkey yeah. was pretty secularized compared to the rest of the Middle East region. Am I incorrect in that understanding? Do you guys have? No idea. Yeah, yeah I don't know enough. I know very little about Turkey proper. I just know it's there, hanging out. I think under Erdogan, there's been a resurgence of uh, fundamentalism, Muslim fundamentalism, but uh, I think historically since Ataturk, it's been a very secularized state, almost by design, so... I can't see any Turkish refugees causing friction with the Germans like the uh, the Syrians could. And, you know, really, the Turkish don't really look any different from us either. They only look different in our minds because we put funny fezes and mustaches on them in our minds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not racist either, by the way, everybody. Come on. No way you think of a Turkish person and you don't think of the mustache and the funny fez. There's no way. <laughs> I do picture that ice cream man. Yeah, sure. you bastard! <laughs> Call me a racist. <laughs> I wasn't. I was clarifying that you're not. Implied it, so. Yeah. No, well, you, you implied it, too, it, so so there. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, stop fighting! I would love it if this podcast just became us pointing fingers at each other the whole time, <laughs> calling each other racist. <laughs> the the inefficiencies of the left, people. Oh, <laughs> Actually, I might start doing that. <laughs> we just cancel each other every episode. Yeah. <laughs> we could be like South Park, where we like at like around 45 minutes, we actually cancel a member every episode. <laughs> <laughs> They've said something so ridiculous that the other two don't acknowledge his existence for the last 15 minutes of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> just flat out start ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, we just mute them in Discord. <laughs> I think that's such a meta fucking uh, a bit, you know, because like we can make fun of the right for making fun of us for that, and at the same time have an ongoing bit where we get to bully one of our own, you know. Like I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my eyes open for any such opportunities to. But my feelings. Either call you guys 
ableist or sexist or racist or any of those things or to say something kind of uh on the line myself yeah sure the only problem with that (laughs) is i uh i'm gonna end up ostracized almost every week (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just immediately take it too far (laughs) yeah like just within the first five minutes every time (laughs) no no i put the 45 minutes on that but like because of that, because I know I couldn't make it 45 minutes unless that was the earliest available time that you could ostracize somebody. <laughs> we have to put up with them for at least three quarters of an hour. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah had... You know, you said something 35 minutes ago that I found <laughs> really problematic. I've, I've been digesting it since then. And yeah, you know what? I've changed my mind. No, I'm sure the tenor of the conversation would be based around that fucking objective the entire, every every time, right? Like that, that five minute in, uh, you guys would soak on that the whole time. It would, it would completely morph your perception of the conversation. You'd be like, nope, this guy needs to go. He's, he's going this week. And, uh, I'm going to be confrontational about it for the rest of the time and really watch what I'm saying because of it. It's going to be a... <laughs> yeah, be I can't fun. believe you said the N-word. <laughs> Whoa, I did not, just in case anybody's... We just start gaslighting. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all kinds of fun new directions for this show to go in. Yeah. Okay, uh, what uh, else do we have lined up here? I did have a bit about Kevin Samuels, but I'm going to fucking save it. We're already at 40 minutes, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who that is. And DJ had a bit about some fucking guy that I wanted to hear about. And I talked oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that my cue? No. Yeah. No. That my, okay, the I'll, profit I'll go of back to listening. No, actually, do you want to do this? Altruism. Yeah, do you want to do the profit of effective altruism? Or do you want to do uh, Avatar first? Because I think we have time for both. Hmm. Oh, let's end on Avatar. That's probably a lighter note, eh? All right. Yeah, we can have fun with that. Wait, effective altruism is not a light note? That's going to be fun. It's it's not heavy by any means, but it's, you know, you gotta use it's your something brain. to talk about. It's not, I don't think we're going to be pulling any jokes here. Avatar is going to be dark as fuck, just in case you're wondering. I hope this is, because effective altruism to me sounds like, I don't know, like Christianity without the Christ. You know what I mean? Like, science and do good and, like, die. <laughs> it, 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 is very, it is very much an oxymoron. Are we talking about um, eanity? Sorry. Eanity. <laughs> Easus. Okay. Um, well, no, listen, take us away, DJ. Sorry. His, his book's title is Doing Good Better. Anyway, what, yeah. what We Owe the Future is another one. All right. Sorry. You go now. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a few books. Um, I, I feel like this is a bland topic, so I, I don't know. Ending on a bland topic sounds boring. I'm excited. Um, you want me to spice it up? No, with I'm going to uh, miserate soundboard? this guy. I already don't. Oh, please do. Right. You probably already don't like him because I don't. He's, he's far more successful than any of the three of us will ever be. That doesn't matter. Look at Look at his interests. This guy deserves nothing but ridicule. Utilitarianism. <laughs> Uh, philosophy and economics, uh, political. He went to Cambridge. Dude, that does. Cambridge. <laughs> he also went to Oxford. That doesn't mean yeah. anything to me anymore. It doesn't I mean, mean anything. The Cambridge and Oxford that I'm familiar with are not that impressive. That's funny. Hey, that's a, that's a little harsh. Also, that's a southwestern Ontario joke for everybody. 
that's a that's a gag that's a good bit <laughs> i was about to say i think cambridge is in oxford but it's not no they're in their own county no um he's a... but yeah so we're talking about this guy who is this guy um his name is william mccaskill um pretty sure he's scottish i don't know why he's i just kind of read an article about this guy thought it was interesting from pocket the guy whatever sorry pardon me from pocket from pocket yeah is that what you said? uh it was on pocket but i believe the article is from the new yorker oh, okay nice yeah uh pretty pretty dense article um it's more biographical than anything um but it does dip into this guy's philosophy i guess we can call it his way of life and the general you know uh, foundation and into the present of this movement i guess we can call it um and the movement itself is called effective altruism i think uh, jacob mentioned um and to boil it down as as well as i can to the extent that i digested this article which is me adding a lot of fluff to say maybe i didn't pay attention to the full audio reading of this article <laughs> um that's okay people can go uh, find it yeah they go find it. it's on the new yorker it's free uh i think for now um the, the this movement is basically uh revolves around the idea that should one invest themselves in doing good the best method of doing so um and i'm going to add a parenthesis here by saying this this kind of movement is geared towards sort of upper middle class and above people okay people who can people who could really uh, in air quotes make an impact um and parenthesis uh the the best way to do that is to not so much do good morally but to <laughs> invest yourself in such intense quantities on a on a monetary scale that your monetary impact makes more makes is more effective <laughs> your your monetary contributions are more effective altruistically let's go eat okay. this guy okay who is this guy no, no. i don't know let's go eat this man let's go eat this man kind of it's it's pretty sus it's pretty weird but at the same time uh, the principle of it i mean there's nothing you could disagree with word for word what he's saying there's nothing you can disagree with and at the same time everything he's saying uh -huh. is so empty so fucking yeah. obvious and so fucking not going to help anything yeah i yeah and also so detached from scholarship which is also just an insult to fucking Oxford. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to get stuck there because that's fucking elitist. But, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, but, you know, he's not saying anything. I'm on his Wikipedia article for his book, What We Owe the Future, right? And, it, mm -hmm. and there's a, a, a section called Contents, which is really illuminating, right? And there's five parts, right? And I'm just going to read through the, uh, the short title of these and then do a little bit on each. Right, mm -hmm. long termism. Long termism, right? Yeah, right. What a mouthful. What does that? <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, apparently, to avoid a totalitarian regime or a world war. Uh -huh. 
Oh I, boy. Uh, well, that's a... Or other such disasters so, that would greatly negatively impact humanity. So he wants things to keep rolling as is, basically is what that to- tells me, right? Yeah. I, huh? If you want no totalitarian regime and you want no world war, right, you want liberal democracy to continue to kind of roll as the fucking dominant force and right like and what we're seeing in the world right now is that's destroying the environment and producing untold suffering and needless amounts of poor people right and when like yeah. and when, it's not politically stable yeah it's, it's no longer doing anything part two traject trajectory changes right and i thought that this would be like a good section but that's not what happened. It's uh, he he just warns warns about artificial intelligence, and how that could lock us into a system like Han China or like the Thousand Year Right. <laughs> this guy should have his doctorate yanked, right? Like, yeah. he's an embarrassment to the word educated, and it's just because he got to go to the English school. But um, let's see. Safeguarding civilization is part three right like no shit give me a fucking break part four assessing the end of the world what does that mean after everything you've said right <laughs> yeah, like, what was one through three for nothing right yeah. um on whether the future will be good or bad mccaskill notes that more op- the more optimistic we are the more important it is to avoid permanent collapse or extinction the less optimistic we are the stronger the case for focusing instead on improving values or other trajectory changes so he's like, if you're negative, that's a good thing. What? Fuck this guy, man. I uh, where'd you find him, DJ? Just an article. Oh. This article is just about this dude. I don't really give a shit about the dude. What I wanted to talk about was the thing. I'm yeah, just... I have a question on that topic, actually. Sorry, uh, I, I, you, I, I, he suggests I, I, investing. I just your... wanted to finish this. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you go ahead. You know what? It's fine. The last one's just called taking action. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Taking action. What a what a <laughs> That's the most important step. Folks. What a concrete so liberal. Yeah. yeah. What a... If you're having problems in your life and you don't know what to do, take action. Take step five. Take action. <laughs> Reading that made me want to burn an effigy of Obama. Anyways, you were talking you had a question about the investment. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. He suggests investing yourself monetarily in a better world, I guess. Does he just mean like buy green energy ETFs? Yeah, that, that he means there's, invest. There's uh, a lot that. Go ahead, DJ. Okay, thank you. Um, there's a lot of weird nuance that this article gets into, into, uh, and Jacob kind of kind of brought it up a little bit in this guy's book. Uh, whatever this guy's book is about, I don't care. Um, there's like weird factions that you know are all trying to do good in similar ways you know the long-termists um are you know have their agenda these eas have their agenda uh there was a third one this article touched on extensively not really important but uh, there were a lot of different ways in which one could invest themselves to better humanity right financially specifically no not necessarily just through financial means Uh, okay so the the one the one example they gave that i thought was um engaging thought-provoking um was the the author i i don't i don't remember if they were quoting someone or not so i don't want to say but they mentioned that sure you could go to school 
and be a great doctor if that's what you love. You know, you're a smart individual, you want to help people, you go become a doctor, you work in a third world country to really make a difference. And sure, throughout your whole life, you make some great medical movements. Maybe you have a breakthrough, maybe you save, I don't know, you perform surgery and save 150 people throughout your whole career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is great and, and morally good, right? Like, I, I don't think there's any any way to say, like, saving a person's life <laughs> yeah. for, through your skill Fuck is that a bad guy. thing. But. Uh, I'm... <laughs> no, I'm being, uh, I'm being silly. No, it's okay. Do, do you have something to say, Jacob? No, you're, you're going to a but, I was hoping. Oh, oh, but uh, they argue that instead of doing that, you know, instead of doing the moral thing, the the best solution the most efficient solution is actually to just you know go through school to become i don't know stockbroker a, a business executive i, yeah. I, I think we've all something that's the end of this uh that you you know get rich and then invest well right like it, no 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 like no like that that would become make a sense. business and I, that, make a there, lot of... there's a story in this article okay sorry i'll shut up and keep listening then sorry yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, for, for anyone at home, Jacob is on a very slight delay too. Yeah, very slight. So he's just like he's just like a little bit behind. Oh, I'm so what sorry. I'm, what I'm saying? No, it's okay. We've been good, but in a conversation like this, it's really becoming apparent. Um, but yeah, so so I mean, Jacob, you, you're you're on kind of the right the right idea, and there are some. There's this one long termist they bring up who's who has successfully through like uh twisting the crypto market has become the fifth richest person in the united states mm. in less than a decade and basically all their money goes uh to to not them yeah they don't they don't keep any of their money because that's basically the goal of effective altruism is to you know divert yourself into something that can play the game so effectively that you just become rich and then from that point you just say okay i myself will will leave will lead a uh a hyper you know a humble life oh yeah humble sorry. and all of my money just gets donated to i i think one of the big things they they push for is uh malaria focused <laughs> because because that's what their calculations dictate saves the most lives it will oh. greatly impact the livelihood both well-being and you know like happiness of the most people on the earth interesting that's sick and scary. yeah what a fuck <laughs> yeah it's it's very backwards it's very backwards to uh, just try to manipulate and it's very morally ambiguous like okay are you just playing the game are you really doing this out of, you know, the goodness of your if heart? If you were really playing the game, you would like, I don't know, you would create like your own capitalist clan, you know, like your own Rupert Murdoch style empire. And then at the end of the day, you would just invest a little more wisely, you know, like invest a little more in the public interest. Mm -hmm. but that That's the end game of that. And that's like forming a samurai clan. And the problem with that is you'll never maintain the class interests that you start because it will never be generational. Sorry, it can never be maintained <laughs> generationally. But even just doing this thing, this uh, 
this malaria thing. I, I've pretty much straw manned. Let's go back to the, the, the argument to steel man. This, this mm-hmm. malaria thing. Doesn't that feel like band-aiding, uh, putting a band-aid over a fucking forty-five caliber bullet wound? You know, like, malaria could be wiped out tomorrow if the government was in place that we fucking dream of, you know? If we, uh, if there was a world government that decided malaria needed to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if, if every resource on Earth was dedicated to getting rid of malaria, it would be gone. Yeah, no problem. Not even, every, but, just like the yeah. resources that we have musterable. You know what I mean? Like the, the reasonable resources that we have musterable, that we waste year to year, that the French maintain in the cheese mountain that they need so that their fucking consumer prices are kept stable. You know, Or like the, the Americans waste on military spending or a, any number of things. Dog surgeries. Dog surgeries should be fucking illegal. How about that? <laughs> Your uh, your dog gets really sick. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, your dog's dead now. I'm. <laughs> I I just got ostracized, folks. That's <laughs> that'll be that. Yeah, you're canceled now. Um, I I just want to note briefly that that was kind of how Evo Morales lived his life, mm-hmm. as what president of Bolivia. He gave like I think that's correct. Seventy percent of his paycheck to poor people and drove like a twenty year old. Uh, beetle or something like that like he very much was uh, doing that as a president how, which is that, pretty cool that's how lenin lived too just in case anybody was wondering the, yeah mad respect for those guys our leftist icons i think the spartan living is incumbent on anybody who demands leadership in uh yeah. from a left role right and i i think i think there's no problem with that right i already live a pretty spartan type lifestyle if i was to ask for a leadership role i I wouldn't ask for any more fucking glamour. I just need a room and a a, a bigger audience, you know, a, a stronger pen. <laughs> yeah, and a, nice a, a more authoritative pen. Public transit every day. Sorry, what what were you happy with, Julian? I'd be very happy to take public transit every day. Same I as would, me. No I, problem I think, there. I don't think the security would let you. But, <laughs> I uh, suppose. Uh, um. I, I was talking about like uh, he lived in like the janitor's closet of the uh, of the winter palace. He only used one room, basically, like really nice. weird. And he like lived a very Spartan existence, is what I've read about him. But Eva Morales, I've also read of, which is very impressive. The the scooter, you love to see that. Right? Oh, the scooter, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, just yeah. Like, anyways, that's that's our take on how to be altruistic effectively. Model yourself, model yourself after Lenin and uh, Eva Morales. I mean, like, do you wanna, are we? Do you want to touch are we on Leninists now? Avatar, real quick. Uh, we're uh, not Leninists, but you know, like, there's no harm with sympathizing. I, I with, am a like, Leninist, but like virtue, Julian Lenin, right? Oh, a Julian Lenin? Is that what you yeah. say? That's <laughs> fucking funny. You're gonna, <laughs> that's gonna. You said you have political ambitions. That's gonna be used against you one day. I'm a Leninist. Cut. I'm getting that cut against you one day. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. Um, There has to be forces arrayed against you in order for you to succeed anyway. There are. It doesn't matter. (laughs) People are listening just in case that you have become an enemy. That's how how the world works. If I was Uh, evil and I had a lot of money, I would keep everyone's information just in case. 
You know, <laughs> I would yeah. steal as much as I could all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. I would just hold it just in case. I don't have those kind of resources, luckily. And, but uh, that that's just the same thing to do. If you uh, feel that uh, the people are your enemy and that they may rise up sporadically you know and gain you know like movement power the best thing to do is gain their fucking dumb statements while they're young on the internet and use them against them to crush them right like that's a it's a stratagem i've thought of long ago i don't think it'll work in the long term though because too many people will say dumb things on the internet in a row <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah. How how many prime ministers with dick pics that we can all Google will it take before that kind of formality is dropped? You know what I mean? Too many. I think <laughs> I think one will be the answer. Yeah, when Hunter Biden well, becomes president. Let's go find Trudeau's because I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> no way. Uh, it's, it's not anymore. Not his generation. Yeah, you know I mean, like. You have to have been born, basically, with an iPhone. Not born, but, like, developed with a, a phone in your hand to be, like, sending pictures of your penis enough that you can be got with that, you know? I don't know. Hmm. What do you think? I think uh, we have a few minutes left, and you wanted to mention Avatar. Yeah, should we bump uh, we that to next week? Bit. Yeah, we saved <laughs> the bit. Fuck it. Like... We saved the bit. All right. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Guess you're not hearing about Avatar. We can talk about uh, what Nickelodeon's Avatar really quick if people really want. You, to. No, that needs a whole. That needs a whole episode. <laughs> I think okay. me and D- Jacob and I can rant about that show for an hour. Easy. I thought we talked about that last week, didn't we? Like the. Uh... No, that was in our call. We were playing games the other day. Oh right. Um, yeah. Me and DJ have decided that uh, we both really love uh, the original Avatar: The Airbender series. Yeah. And that. You know, we both really dislike the uh, Legend of Korra series. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know anything about either, so. I don't know. You guys, you're the experts here. The, uh, maybe we'll, we will finish out with this because, you know, Avatar the Airbender is uber popular on the internet, so fuck it. Um, so is Korra, though. And no we way. Don't like Korra, that's a hot take. No, it isn't, man. It, the the armchair SJWs will come for they us. They might, <laughs> but we don't hate it for those reasons. You know, it's just so true. The story doesn't punch as well, I, and I have reason. The writing's just bad. Let's just say it. It's just bad writing. It was a good idea, you know, like the the hyper modernization. Because what attracts us to it is the myths, right? That you know, like this coming of age story and the the good versus evil story. That's great and everything, uh-huh. but it's also this like mythicization of what happened in Japan and China over the last eighty years, right? And uh-huh. their relationship with each other, and then this hyper modernization thing kind of broke down that whole relation for me. It kind of made it all fucking weird. You know what I mean? Like it it made it less real. Made it less myth for reality like like they traded the fantasy for weird relatability yes exactly i keep hitting my mic but then still tried to keep the fantasy in there i want to apologize for that that's all right yeah the uh but you're right they they do a fantasy is 
not woven in with reality like it is in the uh, in the first one. The fantasy is is everywhere in the in the first series, right? And mm-hmm. and the reality is the subtext, whereas the reality is the brute reality of the of the second series. You know that urban sprawl, that ugly fucking urban sprawl. Yeah. Yeah, the modernization of the world. And then also, I think the the villains are just less aesthetically pleasing too. The metal benders. Yeah. Yeah. There's just lots. Despite despite that being one of the more interesting arcs. The the design was pretty boring. Yeah. I gotta I gotta agree with you there. Yeah, no, that's a, it's an interesting arc for sure. Like an idea, I guess too, right? And blood bending that was pretty cool too. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, yeah, that, that's an hour, gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I just want to say. Oh, oh, sorry. We can't we can't enjoy a conversation, Mister Taskmaster. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, Jacob, I vote we cancel. <laughs> this one's got to go out immediately. But uh, I, I just want to uh, guard myself from the armchair SJWs before we close out the conversation. It has nothing to do right. with any lesbian relation or that Cora is a female lead. I just I feel like they didn't capture the lightning in a bottle twice, and I feel like that's not a, a that shouldn't yeah. be a controversial thing to say. You know I mean? Lesbians are the only thing I was interested in, to be honest. I like lesbians. You think that's going to turn me away? That's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more more on one of the Avatar series next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.